Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tana, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm excited. We have a poem from Angel Barber, and I'm going to read an excerpt from Angel's poem. This place is here for you, too, and may you always keep in mind the spaces in between moments, glimpses, sound waves, crackling fires, windy breezes, and echoing of sounds in the earth that want you to know that you are welcomed here wherever and whenever you choose to be. Here, now, and always know that you are enough and deserving of so much more than you can or may be able to fathom, verbalize, or show. May you be safe enough. May you be free enough. May you feel deserving enough to visit this scene again and forevermore and explore the wonders in this journey to becoming, embracing, embodying, and holding just enough space for you to just be. Even when things in life may come at you topsy-turvy or try to turn you inside out and toss you out to sea, May you return to this scene and essence and always internally remember that peace and joy resides here from within. Feel free to come back at any time again, again, and again. And remember the inner sacredness and fidelity of the feelings at the beginning. Yes, Angel. Yes, indeed. That is beautiful. That reminder that at all times, at all times, we can come home to ourselves at all times, wherever and whenever we choose to again and again. And so thank you so much uh, for your powerful poem. I enjoyed reading it this week, and those of you who are writing poems about your homecoming journey, feel free to send them to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com if you would like me to share them with our listening audience. And on today, we have such an important theme, particularly for this time of year. And our theme on today is Dare to Dream Again. Dare to dream again. And so I want to encourage you as you are on the journey back home to yourself that a part of reclaiming yourself is giving yourself permission to believe, to believe again in what is possible, 
to believe that you can create, that you can harness, that you can manifest, that you can produce what you have not yet seen. And so many of us, based on the stress and trauma of the past, have lived a cramped life, have been shrinking ourselves, reducing ourselves, diluting ourselves, censoring ourselves for the comfort or the acceptance of others. And as you come home to yourself, it is the daring in you that is reignited. It is getting back to the place where dreams and goals and visions are not only possible but necessary, that it is insufficient, it is inadequate to live as a fraction of who I was born to be. It is insufficient, it is inadequate, it is unfulfilling to reduce myself to silence myself, to sit on my own wings. It is exhausting to entertain spaces where you have to pretend satisfaction and fulfillment when you really have within you the longing for the more, for the greater, for the fullness of life. And so if you are beginning to hope again, to imagine again, to dream again, you are coming back to you. The you that stopped making all of the alternative plans and creating these alternative selves that uh, became familiar, but yet indeed are foreign to you because they are not the authenticity of who you are. And so, when was the last time that you dreamed a big dream, that you had a big hope, that you uh, lifted your gaze beyond what was immediate and cast it on the horizon? When was the last time that you stepped outside of your comfort zone, that you were willing to reach out beyond what is familiar? When was the last time? Were you five years old? Were you 10 years old? When was the last time? Were you 22? When was the last time that you dreamed big, that you started to create a life that was larger than your backyard or larger than your front door that uh, required you to stretch. In your professional life, in your spiritual life, in your love life, have you been playing it safe but unfulfilled? And are you ready to leave the shore, to leave the kitty end of the pool, to launch out into the deep again. And we understand that deep calls to deep, uh, but within you is the depth. And so when is the last time that you were fully awakened because you were moving in the direction of your dreams? And so some of you may wonder, 
you know, how do I get that back, right? I'm not a child anymore. And when I was a child, I may have believed, depending on my circumstance, I may have believed that either all things are possible or many things are possible. Or perhaps for some of you, even growing up, it was programmed into you very early to shrink or dilute your dreams of what is possible for you. And so no matter how long ago it was, how windy the road has been, how many detours, how many people have talked you out of your dream, as we come back to ourselves, we begin to reimagine or to revive our former understanding of the life that we want. And so as we consider dreaming again, raising our expectations, stretching into our possibilities, we have to start really with asking ourselves, what are the things and who are the people that talked me out of my dream? What are the circumstances? What were the experiences that taught me to aim low, to uh, live beneath the radar, to try to go undetected, to play it safe? And so did that message come from family, from teachers? Did that message come from uh, former partners or present partners? Did that message come from a supervisor on your job or someone who you looked up to who, when you spoke about your dream, was dismissive? Where, where are the places that you were taught to hold back, uh, to minimize, to reduce? Uh, where and how did you discover that dreaming, that hoping was dangerous. And that may be about the expectations that were met with disappointment, that perhaps you had some hopes, you believed some things were possible and it didn't work out. And so each time you were disappointed, uh, you reduced, well, if I can't have that, well, at least let me have this. Well, if I can't even have that, then at least let me have this. How many times, how many times have you cut your dream by a fraction? How many times have you limited it? And is there in you a pull, a tug for the more, for the greater? And whatever those dreams are, uh, they are unique to you. And sometimes what causes us uh, to limit ourselves is you may have shared the dream with people who didn't get it, uh, people who based on their own life experience with disappointment and failure think they are protecting you by telling you to play it safe, that out of people's own wounds, Sometimes they warn us not to dream, not to expect, not to desire, not to want, not to need too much. And if you don't need too much, then maybe you can be satisfied. But the reality is a life that is based in the wound of disappointment will always be a very limited life. And so when we desire the more, how do we dream 
again? How do we imagine again? How do we revive our hope? And one of the ways I want to uh, encourage you to do that is to begin to write down the dreams that you used to have, the expectations or hopes that you used to have. And in the writing, there can be revival, right? In the writing, it can come back to you of, oh yes, that is what I wanted. And you may even have it in some old journals or in some old poems to even go back and read it out of your own voice, out of your own spirit. What was it you were hoping to craft out of your life? What were you hoping in terms of your professional life, in terms of your relationships, uh, in terms of your family life? What, what is it that you were hoping would be possible? And to begin to reimagine even as your creative self artistically, what was it that you were intending to create, uh, to manifest, to write, to produce? What, what was it? And so we revive our dreams in part by writing the fragments we remember. Just reflect back in uh, psychology and EMDR therapy, they talk about a float back. So you begin to say, you know, and, and do I remember a time before that? Like, what was my dream this year? Okay. But like before that, what was it? Can I float back even further in my mind? You know, how far can I float back to when I used to dream, when I used to hope, when I used to believe? that more was possible for me. Yes. So begin to review those dreams. Now it's it, dreams can change over time. A hope or a plan can change over time. And it's different if it shifts because you've explored it and discovered you actually didn't want it or don't like it. Right. So, you know, we have people in the field of psychology who sometimes enter it as a second or third career. So they were doing something else and they did that. That was the dream. And then they get to a certain point where they're like, you know what? I really want to study mental health. Right. Um, and so if you have a professional shift, that doesn't mean you have surrendered on a dream. So you have to think about what is motivating the change. Right. If you initially had certain hopes for friendship or for relationship. And you have watered that down. Like, what is the reason, right? What is the reason that you are shifting or boxing or discarding certain aspects of your dreams? Uh, it is also really helpful to get in the presence of dreamers, right? We are shaped in large part by the people we spend the most amount of time with. And so there are uh, dream nurturers, uh, there are dream midwives who uh, would love to walk alongside you and say, how can we help each other's dream come true? And then there are dream blockers. And so you want to take a look at your friendship circle, your relationships, your family, uh, your co-workers, your supervisor, so that you can get very clear who are my dream encouragers and who are my dream blockers? And once I see who people are, I don't necessarily have to announce it. 
I don't have to announce to them uh, that I have taken note of it. It is simply for my own awareness so I can adjust my time, my energy, my sharing based on what is the truth. And I will say for some people that are dream blockers, some of them really do think they're helping you because they really don't think it's possible. Uh, but if I surround myself with people who don't believe anything is possible beyond what is in this moment, then eventually it will often talk me out of the dream as well. And so think about who are the people you spend the most amount of time with and have you shared with them part of your hopes, your desires. And a, a part of your dream may even be about your own wellness and your authentic journey back home to yourself. I know many of you have talked about sharing this podcast with your partner, with your friends, with relatives, and some of you listen together. And so you're on the journey together. What a beautiful thing, right? If someone says, I'm working on myself, I would love if you would listen to this and we can talk about it together, right? Digest it together versus people with whom you know um, are going to be dismissive or might uh, make jokes about your journey or uh, be discouraging. And so get in the presence as much as possible with people who are dreamers, not only that they support your dream, but they're also working on their dreams, right? Where it is normative to have a plan, a goal, uh, an intention, a desire uh, to flourish, to bloom and not in that competitive state, right? But that we're all trying to be uh, the fullness of who we are, right? And we're trying to live that out, right? Completely. And so uh, journal and remember your old dreams. Get inspired by being in circle, in company, in communion, in fellowship, in sisterhood uh, with people who are dreamers themselves and also encourage your dream. And then the third thing I would say is to turn the dream into a plan, right? A plan with steps and strategies along the way, right? So you may say, I have a dream of opening my own business. Well, what are the steps to get me there, right? I have a dream of having a healthy relationship. Well, what are the steps within me and also outside of me to get me there? I have a dream of uh, owning my own home. Then what are the financial steps that I need to take in order to manifest the dream, right? So I want to uh, be able to live it out and to live it out, there are many steps between it being in my mind, my heart, my spirit, and it actually being present in the present. Yes. And so create your plan. For some of you, that is a business plan. For some of you, that will show up in terms of your spiritual disciplines of saying, you know, there is um, a growth that I want in my spiritual walk. And so to grow spiritually, these are the practices. Some people call them disciplines that I will uh, engage in because I want to nourish this aspect of myself. And so really break down the dream into the components 
that can get you to the dream. And for some of you, that's going to require some research, right? Because you may not know what the steps are. So the internet is a beautiful thing. Mentors are a beautiful piece. Reading books about people who have walked out that journey uh, can be a beautiful part of your process. And so get specific, right? If you want to dream again, get specific. Not only that, but then we want to be dedicated to on a regular basis working out the plan right? Leaning into the dream. So some of you had the dream, you have the business plan or whatever the plan is, you know the steps and you have been procrastinating, putting it off, uh, locked into fear and self-doubt and insecurity. And so making a commitment that either each day or each week, I'm going to do something in service of the dream. Each day, or each week, I am going to invest in the dream, whatever that might look like. If that is practicing my skill, if that is reading about it, if that is engaging in conversation, if that is uh, investing uh, some of my income in the dream, that each day or each week, what are you going to do in service of the dream? Yes? Some of you are writers, and I'm excited about uh, the writers who are present. And uh, the big common phrase uh, is writers write, right? Writers write. So, you know, if you've been saying for years, I want to write a book, writers write. (laughs) So, you know, to get from your head to being in a bookstore, you're going to have to write, Right. So making that commitment, is that going to be uh, daily or weekly so that I can manifest the dream so that I can live it out? If it is my desire to be healthier, then I and I know the different steps. I think all of us can list what are some healthy habits. Right. We know them already. But now it is time for me to lean into the dream. Right. And for some of you, that will mean doing the mental health work to uh, explore what the barriers and blocks have been to you walking toward the dream. Uh, For some of you, it has been a fear of failure that you don't want to be embarrassed, that it's easier in your own mind to think, well, I didn't achieve it, but I didn't try my best. So you've been holding back and away in some ways to protect yourself um, because you feel like you emotionally couldn't take the loss or the failure or the disappointment. And so it will be important to do the healing work around that because to dream big, right, to dream again and then to lean into my dream is to be willing to take the risk of not getting it all correct uh, immediately, right? That I may not just go from the nest to like an eagle soaring, right? That there, um, there are some challenges along the way as I discover my wings. And if you are in relationship or connection with people, it would be beautiful for you all to be able to share uh, the times when it failed, Right. Or when you failed, when you fell short, 
Uh, many times we are under the, the uh, misperception that people who are successful have only had wins. Well, we usually only broadcast our wins, right? It's like I tell my graduate students that when I was an undergrad and I was applying for doctoral programs, I didn't get into every school I applied to, right? But what you would see on my resume or my CV is the school I graduated from because that's what we list, right? We don't list the places that rejected us. And so that can give people a false assumption that like, uh, winners only win or manifestors always manifest everything the first time. And that is not true, right? And so uh, we want to confront and break through the fear of failure. And then for some of you, it may be the fear of success of, you know, who would I be or what would I be if I really bloomed? And you want to begin to review, like, what were the messages you received or that you convinced yourself of early on? I had a dear friend who uh, grew up in poverty and always um, thought very negative things about wealthy people. And he has had a career where he made a lot of money and he is uncomfortable with his own success right? Because it pushes up against his whole idea. He had always been dismissive of people with money and now he's one of them, right? So what do you do with that? So you may want to interrogate, right? Explore within yourself. What is it about success uh, that frightens you? For some of you, it may be that you saw when you were tar- when when you succeeded, that you were targeted, Right. Depending on where you went to school, some of us were teased for being smart um, or ostracized uh, because of your gifts or abilities. And so you may have then learned if I hang back, if I uh, play it small, then people will like me more or accept me more. And so now you have crafted a life like that where in your mind Success means isolation. And so in order to get people's approval and acceptance, you have felt you had to clip your own wings. So those are just a couple of possibilities, but you will want to explore in therapy or in your journaling, in your self-reflection, in your spiritual practice. uh, What are some of the reasons why I continue to block my own dreams. Now, I always have to say on this podcast that I am a social justice oriented uh, psychologist. I'm a liberation psychologist. I'm a multicultural feminist psychologist, which means I am very much aware that we are not the only ones that block our dreams, right? That there are institutional, um, systemic, structural barriers that are major blocks and barriers. Uh, but what I'm speaking to today is your own uh, part of your journey. Is there any way in which I am aligning myself with those that would want to block my dreams? Are there any way that I am, any ways in which um, I am working in conjunction with people who do not want me to flourish, right? And I want to resist 
that pull and stand in the truth of who I am, even when I am in toxic spaces. And it is important that we reclaim our dreams, uh, that we reclaim what is possible because it is a part of us, right? When we talk about authenticity, it is really tapping into not only who are you, but a part of who you are is what do you desire? What do you need? What do you want? What is within you? What are the seeds in you? And they are awaiting permission to harvest. Yeah, they are waiting, awaiting your permission to blossom and to flourish. So I hope in this next season that you will step out of the familiar and playing it safe and give yourself permission to dare to dream again. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit Welcome home.